Welcome to the Punts, Bunts, and Jams podcast. No matter if we are recapping the action from the week before, we're setting up what we are most excited to see in the coming days. I guarantee you will have a great time, so sit back and enjoy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Punts, Bunts, and Jams podcast. This is episode 23 can't believe you guys have listened for 22 full episodes and you're about to be listening to your 23rd. We're going to talk a little bit of NASCAR. We're going to talk about the college football. The Big Ten's back this week, Cody. We've got some things to talk about there. We've got four of the Power Five conferences back playing football. We've got NFL. We've got the Major League Baseball World Series going on. And that's what we're going to do first. With that said, Cody, go nuts. What's up, Clay Dodd? What's up, buddy? Uh, talk about the World Series. You've got, you know, the no-name Rays playing the Dodgers, who have the biggest payroll in the world. So, yeah. I, me personally, I had the the Dodgers winning the World Series over the Yankees way back in uh, March before the world ended. So, I don't see why I would go against the Dodgers now. I hadn't went against the Dodgers all postseason, and I'm not going to start now. I just think they've got too many good hitters. I think they can survive on their pitching. I think they're going to score at least six or seven runs every game, and the the Rays don't get to, to throw their ace in game one. So I think that's a, a huge, huge deal for the Dodgers tomorrow night. Absolutely. So when we're recording this, guys, it's Monday night, and the World Series starts on Tuesday. So by the time you're hearing this, we'll, we'll be two games in, and I'm hoping the Dodgers are up 2-0. But realistically, it'll probably be something different from that. But I just hope my Dodgers get it done. I hope I, I've got no problem with the Rays. I honestly don't. I, I pull for them a lot of times when they're playing teams like the Yankees and um, – the Red Sox, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just one of those teams. I like how they're built. I like that they go against the grain. I like how they do some things that are different. But in the long run, I want my team to win a World Series title. Well, and uh, I, I saw a crazy stat where prorated this year for the 60 games, Clay Kershaw and Mookie Betts combined make $2 million more dollars than the entire Rays roster. That seems like a lot of money. $28 million for two players and $26 million for the 25-man roster. Wow. Well, you know, you got to take – I mean – that's pretty incredible. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's absolutely incredible. The World Series is going to be fun, guys. I like how it's set up. I like this every day. I know they're doing it at a neutral site, and I get it. But I kind of like the everyday playing baseball. I, I, mean, I love that a lot. I, that's one thing about the the NBA playoffs and, the, you know, the NHL playoffs is sometimes it just takes so long. And I feel like baseball gets it done right. Like they do, they do one month usually for maybe five weeks for their playoffs a month and it's over. It doesn't drag out. Now the season drags out sometimes, but yeah. the the playoffs gets it done. And I'll be oh, honest, Clay, like, you know, my thoughts going into this whole 60 game series season 
I was like, I don't care about it. But it's been the most fun baseball season I've watched in a long time. It's been a lot of fun. And you're right, man. The NBA is the worst. I mean, it you, does. You, Two and finish, and a half months. you finish in April and you don't get finished for your, your finals. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It just man. takes like they like these guys can go every night. Like, you know, have one travel day, but play back to back at home. I mean, you don't need it. Now in the NBA finals, I get it because it's, it's all about ratings and whatever, but you know, if you're playing a five game series, it should take seven days. It shouldn't take two. It shouldn't take 12 days to play five games. I agree a hundred percent. Let's move on. Let's talk a little bit of NFL. First thing before we get into any actual games, I want to talk about four teams. Okay. Three of which are undefeated. Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and Seattle, all 5-0. The only team that is defeated, 0-6, is the New York Jets. Oof. Is that good? Is 0-6 good? It's not great. I'll tell you, it's just not great. Uh, didn't they just tank for Sam Darnold? <laughs> I feel like they're tanking for anybody at this point. Like, they what tank, are they doing? Tank, tank. They're, they've got more tanks than, you know, an oil field, they got, honestly. they got more tanks than Tank Bigsby. <laughs> All right, North Korea don't have more tanks than what the Jets have had. I mean, they are so, like, they them and the Giants are 1-11. It's something about that stadium. It's got to be. Well, the first off, they're in they're in New Jersey, and they say they're the New York teams. That's just yes. it's so confusing to me. Yes, I don't uh, like it. It, I makes, don't it always confused me. The Meadowlands is a very confusing time in Cody Kirk's brain. <laughs> we speak a little uh, foresight here is that you know last week we had I gave out a stat or a fact mm-hmm. that the smallest county in our country was New York County, which is Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you couldn't put it there. And also that kind of ties into our fact, but I'll get into that later. Okay. Got, a, got a couple of them for you tonight. Uh-oh. That's right. So what about some games this week as far as NFL? Have you got a chance to look at any of the games coming up? Yeah, I know the Steelers play at Tennessee. Yep, that's going to be great. That's- at least one of those teams are going to lose. They use well, not technically, not necessarily. They could well, they could tie. They could tie the the they Eagles. Could, the Eagles tied by punting. <laughs> they could punt to tie and then lead the lead the division. Yeah, by doing that, so. that has happened. Uh, uh, actually, I'm going to need you to lead this, and I'll, I'll give you my thoughts where where they gotcha. might be. And I, I apologize, Peanut Gallery. It's just, it's been hard on your boys this, this weekend. I got this you, week. brother. So, Giants and Eagles start off on Thursday, which I know this is two one-win teams, but mm-hmm. it's still Giants and Eagles, which has traditionally been okay. Yeah. Uh, looking down the line, we've got, of course, like you said, Steelers-Titans, both undefeated. Uh, somehow the Steelers have only played one away game, by the way. That's crazy, out of five games. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. We've got – the Cowboys and what used to be the Indians, now the Washington football team, playing. We've got the Cardinals and Seahawks looks to be promising. Yes, that was what another you... one I was going to mention because uh, the reason I know that one is because I have Russell Wilson in one league and 
Kyler Murray in my other fantasy football <laughs> league. So I was pretty excited about that matchup. You should be. And then on Monday night to finish up the week, we've got the Bears versus the Rams. We've got a four the and two Bears. Rams team. We get a five and one Bears team. The Bears. Wow. That's a really good the Bears Packers the Bears. have really good records. <laughs> the Bears. Ditka. <laughs> no, I, so I that, love this Bears team. I mean, I, I really like what uh, Nick Foles is doing. He he's just somebody that that you that you kind of pull for, man. He he's just a a good old boy. He seems like you know he's everybody's favorite person on the team. You know their their defense is they kind they're kind of that bend and don't break defense. You know they'll they'll get stops when they have to, but they'll let teams move the ball on them. And going into that game, I thought Carolina was going to win just because of the way that they've been playing, even even without McCaffrey. So, yeah. Yeah, the Bears, they're a bend but don't break, but Mike Ditka was not a bend don't break. He would have bent you and broke you in half. Mm-hmm. No doubt. <laughs> That's everything I've got for the NFL. You want to talk a little bit of college football? Let's go. So in college football, we've got a conference that didn't want to play football, who decided to come back to play football, and they're finally getting started. And I'm excited. And why am I excited? Not because I'm a Big Ten fan. And yes, I do hold a little grudge against them for not playing, but at the same time, it's more football. It is more and football, and I'm happy for the kids, Clay. Yeah, it's it's all about the kids and Clay getting to watch more football. Yes, especially That's, Clay getting to watch more football. I just, I mean, Friday night, Illinois plays Wisconsin. And don't forget, last year, Illinois took care of business and beat Wisconsin. They did. So, and, I mean, and, and that, you got a little revenge coming. And <laughs> a little bit of revenge. So, we'll see what happens this year, this time around. Um, as far as Saturday goes, let's see. Nebraska versus Ohio Blow State. Out. We'll see if Nebraska. We'll see if Nebraska can get anything going compared to the last couple of years. Um, NC State, North Carolina play this weekend, which is a little rivalry game there. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Penn State, um, Indiana, be that'll be a high-scoring affair, I believe. I don't think there's going to be much sh- defense played in that one. Should be. Auburn plays Ole Miss this weekend, 11 o'clock in the day. In the in the day. In the, in the day. In, on the Saturday. What do you think about that one? Because – Ole Miss, I think they had all their eggs in that Alabama basket, and and once once that kind of fell apart, you know, I mean, but you look at Auburn can can they generate enough offense to to play with Ole Miss, or do you you think that Ole Miss is just kind of what they are now, and they're they're going to have six turnovers like they did against Arkansas? No, I don't think Ole Miss is going to have six turnovers, which I. Th- you know, I don't know if you've seen Lane Kiffin tweet out his new father-in-law um, played at Florida back in like the, like the 70s, and he holds the record for the most interceptions in a game, which was nine. And yeah, um, I did say that. <laughs> Matt Corral threw six, oh. so he was well on his way. The difference is, I will say this: they didn't throw the ball like they did nowadays. When you throw nine interceptions back then. So you're probably throwing, Man, I don't you're know probably you can, throwing 13 passes. He may be as colorblind as I am. 
I mean, because he threw it completely to the wrong team every time. And uh, I don't know. It made, that's just weird. But anyways, I don't know. I think Ole Miss has got fire, firepower, but does this not look like one of those games where Auburn comes out and looks like the national champion and then everybody's back on Auburn for a little while? And, you know, they win by two touchdowns and everybody thinks, oh, my God, Auburn's back. They made a change. They changed out the left guard and they fixed all the problems. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it feels. It, it does. It, But, like, I also said that going into the Arkansas game. Do you remember? I said, this is the game that uh-huh. Gus gets up for and he's going to beat him by 50. And they didn't. So, maybe – I think they have a lot of problems down on the plains more than just, you know, quarterback play or whatever. I think it's offensive line. I don't think anybody's buying in to – Coach Malzahn's, you know, monotonous quotes he always has, like, we're going to get better. This is what you got to do. We're having a great week to go practice. Like, nobody believes that stuff anymore. Just just yeah. come out and say you're not prepared. This isn't a good football team right now, but we've got a lot to work on, and we're going to try to get better. But instead, he's just, you know, he's, he's blaming that they didn't get to have spring. Well, I don't know if you looked around, guys. Nobody else did either. Yeah, exactly. Oklahoma TCU looks like a really fun game to watch at eleven o'clock early in the day. I think that should be a, a one of those games where it's it's not two good teams, but at the same time, it could be a really fun game to watch. Yeah, it, um, uh, I I kind of like TCU in that matchup just because uh, I think they got a little better defense than Oklahoma, and I think Spencer Rattler is going to turn the ball over. Yes. Florida State plays Louisville. Ooh. We don't know what's undefeated going Louisville, Louisville could, right, Clay? Undefeated Louisville could get a win here. <laughs> no, um, they're not. Florida State's <laughs> about to blow them out. It could definitely happen. Uh, of course, at two thirty, Alabama versus Tennessee. Yep, the third um, third Saturday in October. That's it. After that, it will actually at the same time kicking off. Notre Dame takes on Pittsburgh. Notre Dame is playing down to levels of teams right now. They're a good team. They could definitely do better. They're just playing down to their opponents, and they're playing a Pittsburgh team on the road. It wouldn't shock me to see Pittsburgh get a win right now. Ooh, you're calling the upset, big man. I'm just saying it could be there. Of course, then we get Iowa State and Oklahoma State, which is a great matchup in the Big 12. Ooh, that's a – that would be a, a a upset right there. You mentioned Penn State, Indiana, also at two thirty. Virginia Tech, Wake Forest kicks off. Virginia Tech's been playing a little bit down in that game they lost last week, but we'll see if they can bounce back. Um, so it sounds like somebody just got hit with a frying pan. I'll but, be honest, uh, I dropped a golf ball. Well, same thing. Uh, let's see, Baylor's. <laughs> Baylor, Texas at two thirty on Saturday. That should be a good football game. I just game. don't know much enough about Baylor to like. I kind of know what I'm going to get from Texas. I'm going to get forty points and and terrible coaching. Yes, very bad coaching. Iowa and Purdue Ooh, is going to be I a good lo- game. I love I Rondell Moore in that one. Oh yeah, Rondell Moore coming back is good for college football. Good for all the rest of us. Including me, who likes to watch lots of football, so very excited about I that. I really like Brom, man. I, th- I think he's such a good fit there, and at, like they're paying him like a a top twenty coach in the country. And I, I think the more that Brom stays there, and 
maybe gets a, a few commits from, you, you know, that maybe away from Notre Dame here or Ohio State there. I mean, they can they can contend. I mean, Purdue's one of those teams that they'll have a big upset every two or three years that just that shocks the college football world. They're kind of like Iowa. Absolutely. They move on to the six o'clock time slot, the prime time TV package. Uh, South Carolina takes on LSU. I think South Carolina has got a chance to get another win. Yeah, and LSU's got a chance to go one and three for the first time since the Donardo days. Wow. Wow. Michigan takes on Minnesota at 630. That should be a really Ooh, good game. If Harbaugh loses that one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like that that's just not one you want to lose. I mean, you've got Row the Boat up there who you know, he beat Auburn in the bowl game earlier this year, which seems like 25 years ago. Um, yes. and but I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to expect from Michigan. Uh, I don't think I'm sure does. they're they're going to have a, a decent defense. You know, for a Big Ten team, I'm I'm sure they'll be the top three or four defense in the Big Ten. And uh, but offensively, are they just going to be able to run the ball the whole time? And not make any explosive plays, or are they going to actually have some some skill guys to go to in big, in big moments? And if that doesn't get you excited about all the Power Five games, there's a non-Power Five game that's going on at eight o'clock Central Time on ESPN two that looks to be very good. Ninth ranked Cincinnati taking on sixteenth ranked SMU. And I think that's going to be a great game. Somehow SMU is the favorite in this game, but two and a half points. Both these teams. And what are we saying? Smelly fish. Something's going on. Smelly fish. Smelly fish line mm-hmm. right here. And a lot of folks had Cincinnati upsetting some some uh, pollsters and and getting into this thing. And if they go on the road and lose to 16th ranked SMU, they're out. I don't care. Oh what yeah. Plays with all they're the gone. They're just coming back. They're well, out. I- like let's just let's just go ahead and say this. I know this is not what we're we're doing, and it's not on the docket. But just looking at the playoff picture, Clemson's in there a thousand percent. If if Alabama goes undefeated in the regular season, and but loses to a, a Georgia team, but by like one or two points or a touchdown. I don't know how you could say they're not the fourth best team in the country, even with that loss, since they've already beat Agreed. Georgia. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to put my foot in my mouth probably. But I think there's going to be two SEC teams, Ohio State and Clemson. Well, I think a lot of folks are riding in Ohio State, just go ahead and put them in there. And they hadn't even played a game yet, which I understand. They're, they're yeah, they're, they're about to go 7 I know though. <laughs> Oh, I agree. And they've got a schedule that they can do it with. They definitely were given yeah. a great schedule. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I would be – there's a sneaky team in there, and I'm going to say it, and then they're going to turn right around and lose this game this week. And you've already called for an upset. But I just think that Oklahoma State team is quietly getting it going. Yeah. I, I It's just hard for me to trust that man. Oh, it is hard, and and then really they they would be coming from a bad conference. Uh, I mean, Big Twelve is not yeah, the, the, the Sun Belt's year. just as good as the Big Twelve or better. Absolutely. So, definitely a, a interesting 
Saturday, to say the least. I mean, I'm I'm excited. I think it's a lot better slate than what we had this past Saturday, as far as the countrywide. You know, the the whole all of yeah. I mean, football. you had the 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 one game, but you know, other than that, three and a half hours, it was pretty much just like watch Tennessee sleepwalk, watch Auburn sleepwalk. It, it was just not really good football overall. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And so let's talk about real quick, let's break down the uh, AP rankings. Okay. Top 10. So at number 10, you've got Florida, who's coming in off of COVID and just hanging out. Number nine, we talked about Cincinnati and their chances. They've got to win. They've got to beat a 16th-ranked SMU team this week and continue their success to have anything done. Number eight, Penn State at 0-0, zero and zero, have not played yet. Texas A&M holds down the number seven spot, which I think is a good spot to put them in, honestly. Uh, they, they passed Florida. Florida didn't play, and they, they jumped a few spots here to get that number seven spot. And then number six, we got Oklahoma State. Uh, so what about 10 through six? I mean, there's to me, there seems like there's a couple things that stand out. I don't think Cincinnati's a top ten team. I don't think Oklahoma State's a top ten team. Um, I just I just think the the Big Twelve is so bad. It's just it's kind of like they don't have anybody else to put there, so they're they're just there. It's kind of like the the North Carolina being a top five team. It's it's really just a product of not having anybody else to go there. Right, North Carolina, by the way, went all the way from fifth to fourteenth. I mean, it it doesn't shock me just for the simple fact that Florida State's been miserable this year. I mean, they were down 21 to three against Jacksonville state. Yeah, I agree. Then you talk the top five. So the top five, all really good teams. We've got Ohio state who hasn't played, but we all know they're going to be good. Uh, Georgia comes in, didn't fall very far, only from three to four because the rest of the country just really doesn't have a lot right now. So Georgia falls on one spot after losing on the road by 17. Number three, Notre Dame get, moves up one spot to number four. I mean, excuse me, from number four to number three. Number two and number one, you guessed it, same as always, same as the last few same weeks. Same as the last five years. Clemson number one. Yeah. Clemson number one, Alabama number two. Yeah, and, and you know, I think if, if Clemson would have won like 35 to 10 or something, then I think you would have saw a lot more – votes coming in for Alabama. But but honestly, as an Alabama fan and knowing history, I think two's right where we want to be. And I, I'll tell you one reason why, Clay. Because if all these teams went out, all these teams went out and um you know you're gonna have Clemson number one, you could have Bama number two and uh I just, I just think being number two is good for Alabama because Alabama just historically, when they're number one, just seems like they always get that loss. And I, I just think, not that it's a big chip on their shoulder, but just there's a lot less pressure when when you have a number two and not that not that number one on your on your uh, your helmet there. I agree a hundred percent. So. Let's move away from college football for just a minute, and let's talk a little bit of NASCAR. 
So there has been some news come out today. Did you see the news come out about uh, Kyle yeah, Larson? What happened? They have reinstated Kyle Larson. So I'm thinking that he is going to be a perfect fit on one of these cars. I'm going to go ahead and predict that he's heading over to two places. He's either going to drive for Tony Stewart and what Clint Boyer's leaving, or he's going to move over to Hendrick and drive that 88 car. Funny you mentioned Mr. Boyer because that is who I am riding with this weekend. At Texas, mm-hmm. heading to Texas and getting Boyer. I'd love to see Boyer get him away. Well, I'm hoping and praying that it's lucky number seven, but uh, that I've had Boyer on the brain for about the past uh, 15 minutes here because I've been thinking and hey. uh, I just like Boyer. And then when you said it, I was like, "That might be a sign, boys." You know what? Uh, you know what else is a sign? A little coincidence. The you know what Boyer's very first sponsor was when he made the cup? No. Old number seven, Jack Daniels. JD. So number seven, baby, coming up with the sevens here. That's who you're going to win it this weekend. It's Clint Boyer. You heard it here first, folks. He's go out. He's going to end up. Like he's going to end up finishing twenty eighth. <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last. Mm-hmm. Shake and bake. So let's go over a fact. So last week. I gave out a fact, and this is all based on area, okay? This is not population. This is area. And I told you that the smallest county in the United States was New York County, which is also known as Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Well, it got me to thinking. So I looked, and that's pretty scary. So I started digging in. I wanted to know what the largest county was in the country. San Bernardino County, California. So 20,000 square miles. Mm. Big county. But also, it got me to thinking, that's the largest county. Let's talk about population. So guess how many people live in in the county of San Bernardino? San Bernardino. I would say... 12 million. A little high. 2 million people mm. live in San Bernardino. Oh, that's close. You, <laughs> you were in the millions. Uh, if I had taken the one away, I'd have nailed it. Now, guess how many people live in the smallest county, New York County? 6 million. 8.4 million people. That, just, that sounds miserable. So this is the largest by area and the smallest by area counties. But yet the smallest by area county is four times the population. That is just of the that largest. just sounds terrible. It really does. Like I don't it I really don't want does. to be around anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't move to New York. Don't County. worry about it. No, I'm not moving up there either. So <laughs> let's move on to some rapid fire questions to finish up. This uh this episode, how about it? Sounds good, bud. Is hot dogs is that a sandwich? Mm, no. It's a gut thing. It's just like the cereal. Oh, it's definitely a gut thing. It's for sure. I, I say no. It's not a sandwich. Well, this started a little 
conversation in my household, and I know this is a heated conversation among a lot of people. And it was brought to my attention, uh, a decent fact, and that is that it's a sub because it's only cut on one side, and subs are sandwiches. So I tend to put hot dogs in their own category. I think they're just hot dogs. Yes. But, why is every why is everybody why does everything gotta be in something? Right. Can it just be a hot dog? Yeah. Just the good old summertime classic hot dog. Buy yeah, like they're hot dogs. Pizza's a pizza. Yeah. Like a banana's a a banana. Just let a hot dog live. Just let it be its own let it do its own life, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. So next up, what just absolutely hate to pay for. What I hate to pay for. Every time I'm at a gas pump, I get really upset. <laughs> I went with transaction costs. I hate, and I know this happens more small businesses, and I understand kind of the reason they do it, but I hate it. And what I'm talking about is when you're standing at a local business and you're standing there about to pay, and there's a little sign that says debit and credit cards will cost 25, 50 cents higher than your normal purchase. That drives me crazy. Build it in the price. Don't tell me you're charging me for it. Just charge me for it and just build it in the price. Up everything by 25 cents. Exactly. I don't even notice it. I just... I, it almost sounds more like a pet peeve. It is. It absolutely is. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, that's a strange one. <laughs> you guys know by now that I'm a get off my lawn type guy. Like big you, time. Are, you don't like the number zero. That's right. You don't, like, pe- you don't, out, like, you don't like people being nice after games. <laughs> no. I found out that George Teague don't like the number zero either. So I'm, you know, yeah, I I'm saw that there. too. I saw that too. Not alone. And lastly, we're going to finish up with a sports-related question. Kind of. <laughs> All right. So let's talk. Yes, it's, it's, it's not a sandwich. Yeah. So pretty weird, okay? If an alien comes to Earth and okay. they were to look at you and say, I want you to, and they speak English, obviously, and they say, I want you to describe college football in one phrase, what do you go with? Roll time. That was quick. That was simple. <laughs> hey, what else do you need me to say? That's, that's all. I went with hold my beer. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, Clay Dye. Yes, sir. We got messing horses. See you guys. Thanks, Cody. you enjoyed this episode just as much as we enjoyed making it for you if so make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast no matter where you get your podcast from make sure you send it to a friend because they really need to listen to it as well if you want to get in touch with us hit us up on twitter at pbjpod you can also send us an email pbjpod2020 at gmail.com you can even leave us a voicemail. You just got to go through the Anchor app, hit the leave voicemail link, leave that 10-second voicemail, and we'll put it on the next episode. Thank you for taking your time to listen to the Punts, Months, and Jams podcast, and we'll see you soon.